Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fully Accountable Podcast. I am your host, Leah Vahere. So we are on episode seven now of the Fully Accountable Podcast, and I am really excited to, you know, chat with you guys again um, another week, another episode, and just kind of give you a little update of what's been going on with me and um I think we have some cool topics that we're going to talk about uh, today as well that I'm excited to share with you guys. So uh, I know in last week's episode, I chatted about a little puppy coming into my life that was very unexpected. And uh, well, lo and behold, surprise, surprise, this little gal is sitting on her little office bed with her teddy bear and um, a little squeaky toy, and she is zonked out. So Nova is the newest member to the Earth Medicine Fertilizer team. So she has been coming to work with me. She's uh, been such a great little dog to have around. Um, she literally jumps in my truck. She comes on site with me. She stays like right by my side. She's super good in the vehicle. I run errands with her. Like I'm basically still doing my life as I did before. I just have a little companion who seems to come around, you know, with me everywhere. So it's definitely been interesting, um, but really good, you know, like she's such a good little pup, and I think we both lucked out with each other, and so her and I are going to be embarking on, I guess, a new adventure together, and I'm excited to see where it goes, so uh, that's kind of been the most, you know, change in my world. Um <laughs> But it's been good. Landscaping is coming to an end. And now we're focusing on the fertilizer side of things, which I'm excited about because that is, you know, where my passion lies. And I'm always excited to get, you know, put more energy into the product. Um, oh, if you can hear any little cries or whimpers, um, that is Nova. She is very active in the dream time she's always having little puppy dreams <laughs> and so she's always making sounds so if you hear that don't worry she's not whining or anything she's just dreaming um but yeah so I am uh, you know shifting my energy into new projects at work which is um really you know I'm excited about I just am because I like change I like changing stuff up I you know don't like doing something the same way for too long or the same sort of task for too long. I really do enjoy the changing of seasons and the changing of projects and the ebb and flow with business. I, I always have. I've loved all of that. So, um, but in this week, um, I was kind of pondering of what I wanted to chat about. Um, I usually, you know, just in the moment have different episode topics that come to me that I write in my phone and then I revisit them later. And then an episode is really kind of born from that, right? So this week um, I have, you know, been just pondering on where I'm at in my life, you know, the pivot with work, the new addition of this puppy and what, what kind of action I want to be taking. Um, and so the title of this episode, as you may have seen, is It's a Choice. And that's pretty powerful. Um, the concept of choice was, you know, is kind of it's an intense one, it's an in-depth one, and it's multi-layered. Multi um, and also, really when you cut the bullshit um, of excuses, of circumstances, of um, just victimhood, of trauma, of everything, um, everything comes down to a choice. And that is something that I think a lot of people... Um, struggle with. And I know for myself, um, 
I remember being in college uh, with that human service um, that human service program that I took. And one of the professors asked, it was like the first day of school, and he asked the class if we thought freedom was real. And of course I thought freedom was real. Like, yes, freedom is a real thing. And it was interesting because his, his argument or his posed questions was um, basically, is it true freedom though? You know, haven't you been programmed? Haven't you been um, taught to think a certain way? Has it, like, how can you say that you're free when you have all these other outside influences um, basically manipulating your choices? Like, is freedom actually real? And that was kind of a mind-bending um, concept for me to to ponder at the time. Again, I was literally like 18, maybe 19. And I had never really had any kind of like of those kind of questions of that depth and that level been asked to me. Um, and so that's kind of where I see this whole thing with um, it's a choice come into play as well, where as we know, we are so, we are individuals who we can take action and we can make choices and we can, you know, pull back the layers so that we can reclaim our sovereignty. Because, you know, that professor was correct in a sense where he was right in making us question or making us look at the fact that we had been programmed by culture, uh, by our upbringing, by our parents, by the school system, all to think in a certain way. And so that really isn't freedom, right? We weren't really encouraged to have freedom of thought, to, to have freedom to, to explore the things that we were curious about. You know, there was always an agenda at play. And so I definitely... Um, see that with like a choice where something that like Leanna Shante um, really teach is teaching is reclaiming your sovereignty um, because you know once we kind of wake up and we take a step back we realize like oh you know I I've been taught to think this certain way or I never questioned it uh, this in my life because this is just what everybody else did or this is what I was taught to do and so when we kind of step back and we realize that we have a choice here um, to reclaim our sovereignty to look at our shadow to take the steps to building a better life to heal our wounds those are all choices to eat better to work out like those are all choices right um because like, even if you don't take any action, that's still a choice, right? There's choice to take action and then there's choice to not take action. At the end of the day, it's still a choice. And that was very much, um, that was very apparent to me in the pandemic where there was that divide of people who made the choice to take the shot and the individuals who made the choice to not take it. And to me, it was black and white. Yes, like everybody has like my livelihood. I was, you know, pushed into a corner. I was, um, my job was on the line. I had, you know, a family to support. I have a mortgage. I had, you know, all the things, right? All these excuses to, um, I guess, validate the choice that they made. And that's fine, but it's still a choice. You know, no one forced you to do it. The only individuals who were forced against their will were the elderly who couldn't speak for themselves and children who had parents making that decision for themselves. Those are the only two bodies of people. Everybody else, even if you didn't know like the darkness at play with the vaccine um, or the bioweapon, I should say, um, it is still, it was still a choice for you to ignore and not seek out additional information or to do additional research or to, you know, question it. That was a choice, right? That's still the thing where people like to kind of feel comfortable in that victimhood mentality where it's like, oh, I got duped. But it's like, well, 
you're an adult, you are, you know, a smart individual, you can step up and question things and research things. And, you know, when you, when you do start to do that, God, the universe starts to bring you answers. You know, that's why, like, I think it's really amazing where a lot of individuals who say, like, they found Leanne Ashante's teachings when they were searching for something more and she came across, like, at the perfect time. Like, she shares stories like that all the time where she doesn't do, like, advertising or anything like that. It's more so, like, people find her when they're ready for her or they're seeking for something more, like, real truths and that might are probably going to trigger your ego. But if you're really searching true healing, um, you're most likely going to come across her page because that's what she puts out into the universe. And so if you are in that vibration where you're wanting to seek and um, like seek truth or seek a deeper meaning or just like level up, the universe is going to bring you those resources to help you level up. Like that's... But again, it is your, it comes from the core desire for you to want something more. Okay. No one can bring that. No one can give that to you. That has to come from your being, like your internal soul. And I have been reading this book uh, that a friend gave me that I've been really enjoying. It's The Magic of Thinking Big um, by David J. Schwartz. And it's a good read. It's like been very interesting. There's little nuggets of uh, interesting uh, topics in there or truths or stuff, just things that like resonate with me, right? And in the book, he uh, actually quotes um, an individual, uh, Ralph J. Cordner. He was like one of the executives from Electric uh, or General Electric. And the quote is, whether a man lags behind or moves ahead in his specialty is a matter of his personal application. This is something which takes time, work, and sacrifice. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody is going to order a man to develop. He has to make that choice for himself. And that, to me, really stuck out to me because I am someone... Who likes to pull everybody along? <laughs> I am a person who I want everybody to heal. I want everybody to, you know, take these amazing programs that I've found, or I want everybody to have all the information at their fingertips about like what's going on. I like, I am that person. And like when the pandemic was happening, I had to it was hard. It was really hard for me to let go and just accept that people are going to make their own choices and do what they want to do. Even though like I felt in my heart, you know, that this was like the best information or like this is the best option for them. And again, I don't know that I'm not God, right? Like it was completely ego. Um, it's completely, you know, part of my own stuff that I've learned to to work on but when you are an individual especially like an empathic individual who just wants to see people succeed because you see that light in them you see that potential you can expend a so much like a fuck ton of energy trying to pull them along and like this quote said, like Ralph's has said, you know, no, nobody is going to order a man to develop. He has to make that choice for himself. And that's comes back to the notion of like, we can't heal anybody. You can't heal anyone. They can heal themselves and you can help guide and coach and support and encourage, but you yourself are not doing the healing. You like, that's not your role. And so for me, like this, what has been something that has been really freeing um, in that realization and exception, but it's also been something that I've really had to work on because I get into, I've gotten into these situations um, where I become close with an individual, whether it's a friend 
or maybe it's someone I'm dating and we get really close and they are like, you know, uh, you know, excited about, you know, the friendship or the relationship, you know, they're excited about what they're learning. I'm showing them stuff. It seems like we're really vibing. They're really getting it. Um, they're really like on point with it. And then something happens that triggers their inner children, their wounding, their ego, and they seem to like kind of slide off of it. And I like they've sl slid off, you know, the self-development or the expansion or the whatever. And they get negative and low frequency and um, just in a really low, like jaded sort of um, vibration. And they aren't taking action anymore to bring themselves out of it. I have spent a lot of energy and time trying to help coach, trying to help pull those people out of it. And I've realized, I've had to really realize that I need to set strong boundaries um, surrounding that because I was, I was having like, it was a disservice to me in a sense um, because I was expending a lot of energy, way more than I should be. That could be, you know, allocating to my own growth, to my business, to everything. Like, I'm not saying like you don't be there for a friend. I'm not saying that at all. And I don't think any of you think that way um, when I say this. Like, I'm saying where it's like hours every single fucking day during like business hours where I would spend with this individual trying to bring them up or taking their phone calls and allowing the conversation to go on for two hours, three hours. What? Like, no, I needed to check myself and realize, you know, I can't help them. I can't heal them. Um, all I can do is focus on my own journey and my own stuff. And if they see what I'm doing and they see it's working for me, they can you know, do what works for them and follow suit uh, in their own way and keep up or they don't. And I'm sorry, we got to go different. We have to, you know, go different ways. We have to go on different paths. And that has happened um, a handful of times in my life. And I'm sure it's happened to some of you guys where you don't know how much like that weight is um, pulling you back until that person is gone. And then it's like, you're just catapulted forward. Like I had a, a relationship with an individual who we really connected on a spiritual level. And, um, I, and he was super excited about, you know, the healing, Leanna's teachings, um, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. And so he jumped right into it. And so when you, and if you know, when you jump right into something like that with healing, like the last thing you want to be in is a relationship, honestly, because you're uncovering so much shit that like you need to process and you need to work through. And so obviously we did not do that. We continued on with the relationship and, you know, we had a, we had a good friendship and like, but what I found was I was expending so much energy trying to help him understand, you know, whatever teachings or help him work through whatever different wounds that he was uncovering. Like I was just spending so much time because I was excited for him. I was, you know, I saw the potential. I was, you know, anybody who is like taking charge of their life, like I will be your biggest cheerleader. I will. But it got to a point where he started to like, I guess, derail and go pretty the opposite way and really jaded and really negative. And it was like every single thing that he said, I, I don't like operating in negative uh, energy. So even if I'm like in a group of people where I don't even know them that well, and they say, if someone says something like, super negative or super jaded like I usually counter it with a positive remark and that's just what I that's just what I do I just I won't I don't accept it's like nope I don't accept that I don't accept that belief I'm not gonna agree with you in um to just save face I'm not going to you know I'm gonna make it known I'm gonna state it to the universe like nope 
don't believe that. And so when you have someone who you're spending a lot of time with constantly saying negative stuff and you're constantly, you know, rebuttaling with a positive, more um, high vibrational take on the situation at hand, that gets fucking exhausting. It does. It does. And it's just like, no, I'm not here for that. And so basically, you know, long as a short of it is like he um, moved back home and moved to a different state and everything like that because he felt like that was the best for him. And I was sad. But again, I also knew like deep down, like this is this is what's best. And um, we ended the, the relationship and um, just cut all ties off. And that was his choice. Um, I personally wasn't thinking like we needed to do that. But again, it's because I still was hanging on to, you know, wanting to be there for him. And that's that's my own stuff. You know, I after that relationship, I took a real deep dive look at myself and my patterns. And that really helped me identify where I was trying to pull other people along when that's not my role. That's not my job. And also they don't want to be pulled along. You know, they don't want to. Um, and with that, you know, when you identify that, like it's usually, it's freeing. It really is because for a lot of the years that I struggled with that, um, it felt like rejection, right? It, it felt like rejection. And so, you know, like I've had a couple relationships while well, my one like kind of major last relationship, um, you know, he broke up with me and that felt very much like massive rejection because I wasn't at a place yet in my life where I could look at the situation from a healed point of view of saying, yeah, no, this makes sense we're not aligned. He's going this way. I'm going this way. We're both, you know, nice, good people, but it's just not aligned. No, I internalize that as total rejection. Now hindsight, you know, looking back, it's like, it, it wasn't rejection. It was two individuals going down a path simultaneously. And then we were at a fork in the road and I was going one way and he was going the other way. And he saw that and I, I had rose colored glasses on and I did not want to see that. So it's been interesting to, to work through that and thinking that you've, you know, kind of gotten past that and gotten over that just to fall into another, you know, relationship a couple years later where something kind of similar pops up. But again, with this round, it was much quicker um, in the healing kind of grieving, uh, process because I knew, like I, I knew I had enough self-awareness. I was very aware of protecting my inner children, protecting my heart. And I knew it was best to like, let this person go and, um, be grateful that, you know, we had a, it was just like an easy parting of ways. Right. And so that, that comes, you know, like with that full circle moment of like, it's a choice for how you want to react in these kind of situations, especially situations that really hit home with core wounds that you have. And if you don't know what core wounds are, I highly suggest that you go onto Leanna Shante's Instagram page and go into her guides. Um, she's got like this section on Instagram where she has a list of all the core wounding and read through those and see what ones stick out to you. Um, I feel that's super helpful in seeing, you know, where you might need to, you know, kind of address personally of like, okay, yeah, this is something that I struggle with. Because again, it, it once you have like that cognitive awareness of these wounds or these triggers, it really, it can help you in the healing process of, deleting those patterns and getting to the root issue of where those core wounds have, where they manifested from. Um, and so for, for me, like the rejection or abandonment, you know, those were two really like deep ones in me that I needed to address. And because they were causing me to, to cling 
to situations or cling to people um, thinking that, you know, I could just help them along. If I just tried a little bit harder, I could just help them along when it's, that's not my role. And I'll, you know, said that already probably five times in this episode, but maybe that's something that you can say to yourself when you're in a situation that you feel like you've hit your, your limit with an individual and it's, you just remind yourself, like, it's not your role to, to, be that for them like they have to be accountable for for themselves and they have to make the choice for themselves right and um it just it really like stems to the notion uh where you know your happiness it comes from within right our happiness comes from within us not from outside of us and that is uh like a major the major lesson in uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meeting. Um, that book was suggested, I know it's super popular, I'm sure a lot of you have read it. Um, Leanna suggested it uh, a couple years ago and I read it and it's just, you know, if you haven't read it, it's a man's um, experience in concentration camp, in a concentration camp in World War II and he describes you know the events that he is living through the and the horrific conditions and the fact that he was stripped of everything from his life you know like from his education his title as a doctor i think he was a psychologist his family his fiance his hair you know the clothes like they stripped those individuals from everything and he got through it by understanding that like your state of happiness comes from within even if someone an outside force can try to strip everything away from you on the outside um your happiness can and should come from within you and I think um that is like the ultimate, you know, kind of example of how that is true. You know, when you have a man who lived through those horrific cir circumstances saying that, it's like, it's, you can't argue with it. You know, you cannot argue with that. Um, so, and it, it, again, it, but these kind of things, they take action, right? We have to, we have to take action. I don't know if it was... I think it was actually in this book, but it was all about, you know, he was talking about the magic of thinking big and um, he was talking with a client about how that you can have hope, you know, when things are like your confidence is um, wavering, you're unsure and you have hope. Um, he made the, the statement that hope only works when it's supported with action. So, we can have hope and we can wish for the best and we can, you know, manifest the best, expect the best, you know, whatever it is, the highest outcome for us and all individuals involved. We can wish that, pray that to the divine. But that is only going to work if that hope and faith is supported by taking action. And so, like for myself, like I feel... Like I have found the best teacher for me. But if I don't take action and start doing things differently in my life and by implementing the guidance that Liana has shared with me and her students, it's not going to work, right? Like she can release all the programs. She can give us all the information she can have the conversations all of this amazing information but like if I don't take actual physical action in my own life it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter if you have the the best teachings right at your fingertips so it's a choice to you can be presented, you know, God can give you all of the resources right at your fingertips, but you have to make the choice to take action and do something with them. And I, I don't know, maybe like a lot of people freeze up because they're afraid of making a mistake. I get that, especially when it comes to like money, you know, and taking a risk on yourself and everything like that. Like I get that a hundred percent. Like, that that can freeze anybody up or making the wrong choice and like 
your um, and the consequences of making the wrong choices like are really like the stakes are high. I totally get that. But like the at the end of the day, you know, you can take all the information that's presented to you and you can take, you know, have the best teacher at your fingertips, like I said, you still need to go within and drop into yourself and come to a place of calm and serenity where you can make um, a decision that is, that you feel is the best for you. And I know, like, at the end of, like, being able to take action on something is such, like, a gift. Like, it's such a good skill to have because I feel like we live in a society now of so many people who can't make a fucking decision for themselves. Like, they have to consult, like, five different people. They have to put it on Instagram and get a fucking poll. They have to call their mom. They have to then call their dad. Then they have to, you know, ask their husband, like, they have to do all these things to get all of this like validation before they can make a fucking choice for themselves. And so by working like that muscle of making a choice, it's like that is going to be a gift that serves you well in all areas of your life. And, you know, we're not going to get it right every single time. But when we do get it right, it's amazing. And even when we don't get it right, in some odd way it's amazing as well because we learn so much right like we learn so much even even if like we feel like it's a gut punch and it takes us out hard once we're pick once we pick ourselves up and we move forward that whole experience has made us so much stronger and we've learned so much from it right and so like those, those sort of things, you know, are always playing out in my mind um, of how, you know, where am I holding back on making a choice because of fear or where am I, you know, making a choice that is actually going against why, like what I'm trying to manifest in my life, right? Um, where am I not having strong boundaries and where do I need to increase my boundaries? Um, and where do, where do I need to kind of soften and let someone in because, you know, they're a really good person or this could be a really great friendship, you know, like it's, it's a constant like reassessment. At least it is for me. Like I'm constantly reassessing stuff because life is not rigid, right? We want it to be, we want to have these like, perimeters in in line and we want to have it like one way and we want to because that that feels secure right that feels secure that feels safe but like life is fluid and life is constantly changing and the only thing that needs to stay you know at your core is like those core values of staying aligned with Jesus knowing what you value and you know, always checking in with God, with the divine to make sure that this is in your highest path, your best interest. You know, it's like we, we have, and that's why I feel like healing is honestly so amazing because you get to pull back those layers and really look at what is like at your core foundation, what is important to you and what, um, you kind of like the code of like what you want to live your life aligned, you can always check back into that. And for me, it's, for me, it's honestly like checking back in with Jesus of like, do I feel connected to him? Do I feel like his grounded energy? If I don't, then I know I need to change something or I, I know that I'm ignoring some sort of red flag, but usually, you know, like it's, that's kind of my barometer where, I'm seeing, you know, is this light? Is this dark? And again, I'm learning discernment on that. Um, and it gets better every single year. You know, the more I experience, the more that life throws at me, I get better and better at discerning 
what is light and what is dark and what pulls me further away from Jesus and what brings me closer to Jesus. And I always run towards whatever brings me closer to him. So it's, it's just been, um, I don't know, kind of like a, a wild journey with that. And I feel like relationships are like an incubator for healing <laughs> relationships and children, man. Like, it's like you're in this little, like, if, like, you've done some healing and they haven't, it, and, or you both are healing at the same time or whatever, you know, it's like, it's crazy and it's intense. And um, you just got to be real with yourself and take the lessons that you learn from it and learn and know when to walk away. Um, so with, like, when I'm kind of, uh, like, chatting with someone, where we're talking about the whole choice aspect, um, especially with people like who are getting like new into like this awareness and they just need like a get real kind of moment, which honestly, like I'm your girl for that. Like a lot of the times, like I, I will like cut, I won't have any bullshit. I won't have any um, sugar coating of things. Um, and, you know, if you want kind of a straight to the point answer, like I will be that friend who tells you, you know, it was a decision. It was a choice for you not to have that tough conversation with, you know, your business partner. And now, you know, you're in this situation or it was a decision for you to stay stuck in that relationship for way past ex expiration date. You know, like you can go through your own personal experiences and see where you've made these decisions where um, you probably would have rathered like to take kind of like a step back, like how I said in last week's episode, where it's like if you're starting to feel fear, like just take a beat. There's a lot of the times where I know for me, I if I was allowing like that fear frequency to run the show, I, my choices absolutely get skewed <laughs> into um, a little, you know, just like, it's more like reaction choice versus like thought out choice. And that like, that's a big difference, right? So when you're kind of going through your, your life, like the best thing or my, my advice or my experience that I can share with you is like one of the best tools I've learn to try to work into my life is having patience and and stepping back before making these choices and um, that can be like for anything that can be for before I snap you know on someone because I'm like pushed to my limit like you should never snap on anybody um, but I have been a person to be snippy and that is absolutely a trait I don't want to embody anymore I don't want to be known for that and so it's like taking a step back and making a choice to remove myself from the situation and get to the root of like why I'm feeling, you know, this snappy kind of energy, right? Um, but, you know, when you're in the moment and you are like faced with a choice, you can basically take a second, step back, and just start to see try to start to see things more clearly from a bird's eye perspective, right? Where you're not operating under the influence of everybody else's opinions around you and you're not operating in worst case scenario energy, which is the fear vibration, you know? And so when you have that mantra within yourself that this is a choice and you actually like feel that in your being that every single action we do is a choice right well, the moment you feel that and you see that clearly your life changes and it's because you are able to start to take your power back because I feel like for so long, for me, I was just like running amok, trying this, trying that, going here, going there, dating this person, being single, um, you know, being, moving to this town, moving to that town, like, like trying this career, going to this school. Like 
I was just bit bopping around and just letting kind of life push me in all these different directions versus taking a step back, realizing I have a choice in all of these situations that I don't have to be at the whim of the universe. I don't have to be at the whim. I don't have to be like at the whim of my emotions or whatever that like saying is, you know, where you're letting your emotions like dictate your, your day or how your life is playing out or the decisions you're making, right? I could make an actual cognizant choice, cognitive choice to not allow my emotions to run the show. And what are emotions? Like emotions are great, but what are our emotions fueled by? Typically, if we're not healed, they're fueled by our inner children, right? And I didn't know that. I didn't fucking know that at all. I just, I didn't understand why I couldn't get it figured out. And it wasn't until I started doing like core wounding and, and healing and getting to the root of stuff and learning about inner children um, did I realize, you know, oh, we actually have power over this and we can take that power back and we can change the trajectory of our life because we have a lot more, you know, like quote unquote control than we think, you know, and I don't really like to like say that we have control of anything because like we don't have control of anything outside of us. We have control of what's within us, but um, that, that was what felt you know, the kind of like game changer for me. So when you are faced with a choice that feels like impossibly hard, like your fear is so overwhelming and that you, you just feel like there is no, there's just no way out. And I think a lot of people felt like that in that pandemic, you know, when they were pushed into a corner, you know, faced with getting the vaccine or lose, you know, your entire company or your career or whatever um, that you've worked so hard for right like when you are when you're faced with those choices that just feel like so hard um, that and like you just don't know if there's any way out you just need to breathe and you need to go within and I'm gonna kind of walk you through um, something that I personally do and if it resonates with you, great. Um, if not, you know, that's okay too. But basically when I'm, when I am in a situation where there's a choice at hand and it's going to blow, it's going to blow things up. I know it's going to blow my world up. It's going to blow a lot of other people's world up. Who's, you know, connected to me, but I know this choice has to be made. I just take a step back and if I'm feeling any kind of fear, I picture myself as a little kid. So for you, you know, when you are feeling emotions are running high, you're feeling like you don't have a choice because um, you're backed up into a corner, just breathe and picture yourself as a little kid and who is scared, panicked, but, you know, they're trying to stay tough. That's what I always see it, my inner child as, you know, she's tough because she's got to be strong. You know, she's trying to stay strong, but she's fucking scared and she is panicked. And I just go up to her or you go up to him or her and you hug them and you just get down on their level and you tell them that it's going to be okay, that you're going to take care of it. You're going to take care of all of this and you're going to take care of them. And they don't need to worry about it. They don't need to be strong and they can just get back to being a kid. And when I have those mental conversations with my little self, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like it brings such a sense of calmness over me because that's all that fear is. It's that little girl trying to hold it together trying to be strong, trying to, you know, not tear up, not feel or be seen as weak. But like, that's not her job. You know, her job is to just be a little kid, right? And so 
when you go and you visit that inner child and you see that, you know, that little version of yourself and you just get on their level and you just talk to them and you hug them and you tell them like, hey, I got this. It almost like helps you as like the actual adult, you know, it, your, your protectiveness kicks into high gear. And I, what I can also relate to it is like, if you see a scared animal, you know, when I saw Nova on the side of the road in front of an abandoned building, crying, hiding under a step, like my protectiveness instantly stepped up and I was like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. Like you, like you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. You don't have to worry about water. You don't have to worry about, you know, where you're going to sleep tonight. Like I got you. I will provide that for you because I am an adult. I am responsible and I have my shit together, right? It's like the same thing as if you saw like a baby kitten who's fragile and, you know, you just got to pick them up and hold them close to your chest. And like you're, you instinctively just like you step up and you handle it and you don't have any fear, right? Like that fear melts away because you're not vulnerable like this little being is. And that's how us as adults like need to operate in this world all the time. And that's a way we can operate in this world all the time. Once we address that core wounding and once we address uh, those inner children and we start to heal, you know, we become more competent. We become more confident. We don't have fear. We have faith. We take action and we step up into those empowered individuals who can give love, but also like offer fierce protection. And just like, I don't know if you're envisioning this or you're thinking about this, like I, I just hope you feel like that power in that where you can have that all the time um, if you are able to tap in to those core wounds that are just driving those inner children to run your life. And I really like that took me a while to understand though that process um, with you know, after taking Leanna's, um, core, like mother wound and father wound, you know, like it took me a couple of years to like really understand that. And what helped me understand that was doing these practices, like I said, where I actually am envisioning myself at that time and having a relationship, you know, with those little versions of myself that's that's what was the that started to shift things within me on an energetic base on an emotional base and that's where my pattern started to change and um i'm really grateful for that and i hope you know for anybody else listening who maybe hasn't done any inner child work like you know look into it look into it google it like everybody's talking about it like it's not a new concept but if you, if you haven't, you know, gone into that territory yet, like I promise you, it's only going to benefit your life. Like you're not, it's not going to have any negative effects on your life. Like it's, it's only going to push you to be better, to be a more empowered adult, which I think, you know, if you're listening to a podcast called Fully Accountable, like you're, you're on that train. Like you want to be that, you want to do that, right? Like, or else what the fuck are we doing here? What, like, <laughs> my stories aren't that fucking interesting. Um, or, you know, like, it's not some sort of, like, bullshit chit-chat podcast, right? Like, if you if you are listening to this show, it's because you enjoy accountability. You enjoy growth. You enjoy, like, stepping up to the plate and trying new things and, like, expanding yourself. So I, um, I don't know. I just, like really felt that is something um, w that could resonate with a, a lot of you um, who listen because I get really amazing messages from unexpected people who have, you know, said to me that different like things have stood out to them, little tidbits have stood, you know, stood out and it really resonated with them and, you know, like they just... It's really, really cool to see, and I just hope that, you know, that can continue on in, in each episode. Um, so if anything, you know, that resonates with you, 
take it, run with it, put it into action, write it down, you know, like start researching for yourself and see what you uncover and find. Um, because again, like it's just, it's like fuel for your soul. Like that's how I feel um, with any of this stuff. Whenever, when I really like stumbled upon this, this work, I, it honestly, like it just felt like it was a big drink of water for my, like that just like quenched my soul. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's the weirdest thing. Like I wasn't triggered by it. I wasn't like rejecting it. I wasn't like unsure of it. It was like, oh my gosh, my soul like was so thirsty and now it's getting like the best like ice cold you know drink of water or something like that for, for it like it, it I don't know how else but it's like I just couldn't get enough so um perhaps you're kind of like you know somewhere in the middle of all that you know where you're like dabbling into it but regardless like I feel just taking the time to do these little practices to help uh, our decision making um, just be more clearer and coming from a more grounded state of being is, I don't know, it's just, it just helps. That's all. That's really what it comes down to. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you guys like this week and I can't wait for more topics to be covered. Um, on the Fully Accountable podcast. And, you know, just please keep on liking, subscribe, rate, and review. And I will chat with you guys all next week.